is recorded in this computer. Praise God. Amen. So we are doing, uh, today we are finishing the theme of this month is <laughs> the names of God. And today we are yeah. going to close with a lovely Bible uh, study that I did about the names of God. I think you're going to learn something today. Amen. Let's use as a foundation for today the verse of Matthew chapter 6. You go there in your Bible. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Verse 9, you know. Verse 9. Oh, and that is important. Verse 9. Yeah. Mm. And it says, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Oh, hallowed be thy name. Mm. Old version. Mm. The prayer that Jesus introduced every one of us is, is a path that is important to understand that whatever is the prayer about it started with the name of God. So it make a point relevant to that particular person because the name give identity and identity will allow me to comprehend who is at the other end of the conversation? Mm -hmm. Who is that guy I'm talking to? What mm -hmm. sort of person is it? What sort of quality? What sort of understanding is it? In this particular verse, the Lord Jesus said that everything that is going to happen in heaven, whoever happened to God, is according to his name. And the value that his name will be, will be kept holy. Holy means sanctified by us. Sanctified consecrated to God, a name that is unique, that is holy, that is consecrated, a name that is standing above all names, a name that need to be understood. Now, it would have been easier if God would have called himself Joseph, Joseph Jimenez, <laughs> or, or would have called him James, you know, James <laughs> Rodriguez, or would have called him Ted, Ted the Alaf. So it would have been one name. Yeah. And when you identify one person with one name, but that's all you identify, the person and the name. Mm -hmm. One of the difficulties that I've been having with all these things about the name of God is that the Bible is full of names of God. <laughs> there is about 116 different names that he uses to present himself. Wow. Oh dear. So it gave me an idea all coming in different ways that introduced me to a person whose personality, understanding, and power of comprehension of, of his identity is far beyond my understanding. Now, how do I understand the name of God? Where does it come from? How he introduced himself? Even though there are many variations of many connotations of the different names of God, today I'm going to give you the three primary roots where the name of God come from. There is great quantities of name, but there's only three names, primary three names that is given to us in the Old Testament, where God brings himself and all the rest, the 120 presentation that is there, it come out of these three ones. And these three are the ruling root word or semantic in the Hebrew that make the name of God to be understood or what is. So we have three primary names given in the Old Testament. Number one, Elohim. Number two, Jehovah. And number three, Adonai. Now, listening because it took me a while to get these things sorted out in my own mind to understand it. Number one, Elohim. In English, we use God. You read it there properly? God. Yeah. Okay. Now, this name, it is very common. And I said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. That's it, Elohim. We are going in a detail in a moment. But it's the first name and is the most usable name in the Bible almost about God being the ultimate resource of creation and the divine being or all the spiritual beings. 
Then we have Jehovah or Jabeh, that is the Hebrew word. And this particular name is in English is called Lord in capital letters. It is important to understand this because when you read the Bible, you are going to comprehend what does it mean. Lord in capital letters is the same uh, for us as Jehovah or is the same in Hebrew as Yahweh. Yahweh. That comes originally from the tetragramon, tetra, tetragrammaton, tetragrammaton of four letters. That is, four letters, Y-H-W-H again, that it were the holy name of God. And this is Lord with capital letters. And also in English, we have, we have Lord with a capital L, but with minus letters, O-R-D, Lord. We call it, let's say, Lord in knowing capital letters. Okay. Uh, this letter, <laughs> this is the name of God, Adonai. Now, whatever you read in the Bible is the, is the mixture or presentation of this tree or different extension of this tree. There is no other name. Whatever you call Jehovah Nisa, Jehovah Jiri, all these are connotation, extension of Jehovah, extension of the Lord. You know, you go Elohim, Elohim God, you know, Jehovah God. And then you have the Lord, Adonai, the different. So we have, we have three different roots that give us the name of God. Now, let me, let me go for the first one that is God. Elohim. Elohim is a masculine. Obviously, God is God, has to be masculine. And we're so happy being a male. That's it. Yeah, amen <laughs> to that, brother. Amen. We are the first. That's yeah. it. I don't see James very happy. Great. Amen. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Elohim. Elohim is the plural of Eloah. Eloah or El. That means God or gods. It could use plural. It could use in the positive and the negative. Elohim speak of I particular spiritual being. That's all. The one that rules in the spiritual being when the realm or the dimension of the spirit is Elohim. Elohim is the highest of all the Elohims. There are different kinds of Elohims, good and bad. Demons in this are sometimes called Elohim. But God himself made his name Elohim, meaning is the powerful and the strong God. There is no God like him. The power and the strength of God is manifested in his creation. He started in the book of Genesis chapter 1 up to verse uh, Genesis 2 verse 3. He said, all you find there is Elohim always. God created, God said. God sent the word. God spoke the word. God viewed that God saw that everything was good. God said it's really good. All this is Elohim, the God, all creator. Also means the one who is speaking to existence. He is the one who speaks into existent things. He just opened his mouth and whatever come out of Elohim, it will create. Can, you have to be careful not to open too much the mouth because he will create many things. You know, and he is a God who knows how to control his mouth. Indeed, mm. believe me. His word is powerful, and in his word, there is the power of life. You know, also, he is Elohim, the God of all the spirits beings. He is the Maya Elohim. He introduces himself powerful and wonderfully. Now, you would have have your Bible. I know you do. You would have your Bible. I wonder. I know you don't, but you would have. Yeah, yeah. You would. That's it. You go to Genesis 1, and then from Genesis 1 to Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, you will find there are 35, there are 35 times the word Elohim is being wow. used. Wow. Interestingly, there's only 34 verses. <laughs> wow. So in 34 verses, 
from Genesis 1 to Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, God, God is the creator. He is presenting himself and, this, and, and displaying his glory, his power, his wonder. He calls him to be in. He is the ultimate reality. He is the only God. He's speaking of his strength and his ability to create. Now, yeah. the creation of God is ex nihilo, meaning, meaning he created out of nothing. You and me create, or humans create out of something, mind, yeah. ideas, or design, or whatever. But God didn't. He just opened his mouth and bah, he opened him up, said, let the universe be, and then all the universe came into being. So this is Elohim. Elohim is the God that brings us into existence. So the relationship to him has to be in the spirit because he's a spirit God. And that is one of the characteristic of Elohim. Mm -hmm. Also, he is capable to deal with any other spirits and the spirit realm, he put every spirit in the right place. And mm -hmm. that part of his uh, definitely a, a vision and also assignment to bring in line any spirit being in the realm that he lives, Elohim. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, we move now to the second name, Jehovah. You see, Elohim is God yeah. for you, and Jehovah is Lord, Lord. Now, the, the word Lord uh, for us in English, we're going to read it in a minute, we're going to see it, is the Tetraclon, that in Hebrew, they, they took the, the, the consonant, the vowels, they took the vowel from Adonai, they took the vowels from Adonai Hebrew, and they put it into the tetrachron or tetragrammaton, the four words, and they create the word Yahweh. That is acceptable, and they did it, and it's very much part of the Hebrew mentality. For English, it is Jehovah. We put the we put the the word of Adonai or the vowels of Adonai, you insert it into the four words of, of the word Lord. And then become the word Jehovah, Jehovah God. Okay. So we have this. This name, Jehovah, appears in the Bible 6,823 times. Listen, 6,823 times. You know, Elohim appears 2,570 times. Okay, now what does it mean the word Jehovah? Jehovah is the God that introduced himself as a God of relationship. He never talked about himself or never allowed people to use it in the other terms because he is the God of covenants. When he's going to make a covenant, he is Jehovah. When he is self revealing himself, he is Jehovah. When he becomes personal to somebody and a friend, he is Jehovah. And when he is the communicating God to humanities or to human being, he is Jehovah. Mm -hmm. He's no Elohim. Elohim is the creator. Mm -hmm. And that for the generalization of the whole universe. Mm -hmm. Jehovah is the more personal communicator relationship, self-revealing God to himself. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly, because you open your Bibles, and it wasn't in vain that I said to you, open your Bibles in Genesis 1 to Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. You will find, as I said before, you will find 34 verses and 35 the word Elohim. But as you go to verse Genesis... Oh, you mean the word God, don't you? Yes, I mean yes, the sorry. God. Yeah, I don't know if any of the translations say Elohim. Yeah, but you have a look at your Bible. What you read, you read Genesis 2, verse 3. What does it say? It says, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had been it rested from all his work, which God created and made. Okay. Now, in this particular moment, this God is the word Elohim there. 
Right. It's the last one that is being used at that particular moment. Now you move to Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. Will you read it for me, please? These are the generations of the heavens on the earth when they were created. In that day, the Lord God made the uh, earth and uh, the heavens. Now we have here the Lord God. Is the Lord in capital letters or in minor letters? Capital letters. It is the Lord in capital letter, meaning Jehovah. When God started to prepare everything for a covenant relationship with Adam and Eve, and to bring into system a relationship with somebody, he used Jehovah. In the Hebrew would have been Jehovah God, Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah Elohim. The, the spirit God that is due to relation, to creativity, but also to self-revealing himself. And verse 4 or chapter 2 he started to use Jehovah God, Lord God. That is important for us. Now, if you go, and that put your finger there. Don't move your Bible. It's important. From Genesis chapter 2, from verse 4 to verse 22, you will find, from verse 4 to verse 22, you will find there 10 times the expression lord god yeah you got it there yeah <laughs> yes 10 times and he says and he says uh, it says in verse 4 he said that the lord god made heaven and earth verse 5 he said then for the lord god has not made it to reign in the land yeah. then verse 7 he said the lord god formed man then verse 8 said, the Lord God planted a garden in the Eden. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sorry, a garden in Eden. And verse 9, the Lord God caused to grow. Verse 15, the Lord God took the man and placed him, you know. Verse 16, Lord God commanded. Then the Lord God said, verse 18. Verse 19, the Lord God formed out of the ground. And there, verse 21, the Lord God caused to deep sleep to cause over to man. Mm. Verse 22, the Lord God made the rib, made mm. the rib that he had taken from a man, a woman. Ten times, ten times in the creation, he is using the capital letter Lord, God, Jehovah. He is to establish his sign and his image in the relationship that he's going to create. He's not creating something that is general. He's not creating out of ex nihilo. He's taking part of the dust of the earth and he's going to create. And this is Jehovah God creating something wonderful. Now, let's have a look. Let's have a look. You know, this is, this is very good. You know, now we go to Genesis chapter 3 because I'm going to show you very important. Chapter 2, mm -hmm. chapter 3. You know, and chapter 3, mm-hmm. Genesis 1, 1 to 23, it said also the Lord God. Yeah. Genesis 3, could you read perhaps? Uh, 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 Genesis, Genesis 3, verse 1, Ted. Yeah, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God made. Mm. And he said unto woman mm -hmm. you have got uh, yeah he has got said he shall not eat of every tree of the god okay now let, let's go slowly verse one it does say that the lord god had made he said to the woman okay now the serpent was the most cunning of all animals that the lord god had made the Lord God there is Jehovah, is with capital letters. Jehovah Elohim. It is the relational spirit divine being. It's relational because it's, it's Lord in capital letters. He said to the woman, don't do that. You know. Now, what was the serpent activity? Because from verse, from verse 1 to 23, always appeared the Lord God. The Lord God. Verse 8, the Lord God walking in the garden. Verse 9, the Lord God called out the man. 
Verse 13, the Lord God asked the woman. Verse 14, the Lord God said to the serpent. There is always this reality. The Lord God is communicating, but it is, it is, it is his personality coming to air. And what would have been in the Hebrew Bible, Jehovah, God, or Jehovah Elohim. That's it. Now, this is beautiful because the passage speaks to us of a very important uh, particular action that took place there. Now, when we come to this passage, you go, for example, when the serpent was talking to a woman, listen to what she said, what the serpent said to the woman. Chapter 3, verse 1. Mm -hmm. The serpent was the most cunning of all animals that the Lord God, that's it, Jehovah, had made. He, the serpent, said to the woman, did God really say? Why the serpent is taking away the Lord and leaving only God? Yeah, to make a, a separation, yes. no longer a personal relationship thing. Yes, you're right. You're yeah. right. The, 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 the serpent is introducing, introducing God as the spiritual being who is father busy creating things. It's, it's Elohim. And the serpent is Elohim too. Now, humans were not Elohim. Human were humans. There were no gods or where there were no spirit. But in this particular passage, when the serpent is talking to Eve, the serpent only talked to Eve about Elohim, about God, never talked about Jehovah God. What it is saying or what it's telling to us is that at the beginning, the purpose of the enemy is trying to take away from humanity the God that relates to us, the God that is able to bring self-revealing, revelation, understanding, and, uh, and God of relationship and covenants. Mm. Mm. And it's the same. You go there from verse, from verse 3, 1 to verse 5, you will find four times the serpent removed the actual word Lord God. And only use one God. Because it's easy for humans to believe in God. But it's very difficult for humans to develop a relationship with that God. Mm. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. So you find in verse, in verse 5, you know. Yeah. In verse, in, in verse 1 to 5. The serpent said to the woman, you know, did God, you know, did God. And then in verse 3, by the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you must not eat. God said, no, no, you will not die. The serpent said to the woman, in fact, God knows, you know, that you will be open. Your eye will be open. You will be like God. Four times, four times, the enemy, the serpent uses only one name, not two names. When God is going to create Adam and Eve and going to plant it and going to make it, he brings his name, Jehovah. Jehovah is the name that is personal covenant, covenanting relationship out to all self-revealing himself to humanity. Mm -hmm. And then we have in this particular passage that in this respect, it is the enemy duty to remove the Let's say the, the name or the surname Jehovah and to use only God. Mm. Because the Elohim is a God of the spirits. And mm. any, anyone understands that there is a God. Now, the problem is we are not trying to define that there is a God. We are trying to see if this God is approachable, is relational, is personal, he get any confidence of me. Or, can I win him or can he win me or can he make me to come near to him? So I will enjoy the blessing of being with God. And the enemy is trying to remove, the enemy remove away. Only leaving one objective there. And that is make it very powerful to understand the name of God. 
because that's the same work that the enemy is doing today. With evolution, they don't deny that maybe God, mm -hmm. but they remove the personal God, you know. Yeah. They, they, yeah. With evolution, yeah. the, 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 the covenant God has been removed from the human uh, human mm -hmm. experience, human reality, the human of today, you know. Mm -hmm. So we have we have this understanding with Elohim and Jehovah Elohim. Two, two, it is formal too, but this is the basis of the new uh, understanding of the covenant with humanity. And that's why it's so important for us. It's so important mm -hmm. because this name has to do not with the Jehovah Jireh, my provider, you know, people who need money, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, all sort of thing. Yeah, well, that, that, that's okay. That, that, that's the end of the story. The beginning of the story is Elohim and Jehovah, mm -hmm. Lord God. How the enemy see it? How do you see it? How much do you approach him? And how do you see him in your relationship? Because you see him only as God, you won't be able to receive too much out of that relationship. Yeah. You yeah. see him as Jehovah, my personal God. Mm. One who is out to reveal himself to me, I'll be able to connect to him and he will be able to connect to me. Mm. And this, that's the difference. And then we go to the third one. That is the more important one. <laughs> this, is, this is the best. This is the best. This is the best. Uh, is the word Adonai. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, keep, keep your Bible there because we, we, we're going to use it in a moment. Adonai comes from the word Hadonai. Adonai. It is a plural word. Then the New Testament is the word curious, curious, meaning Lord, meaning Lord. You remember Jehovah God, Lord, mm -hmm. and Adonai Hebrew, Lord, no with capital letters. And Jehovah with capital letters. Okay? We know we are now in Adonai. Adonai yes. is, is, the, is the name of a God that is so holy and is so precious. He, he is a, a, a dignity. He is a, a royalty. He is sovereign. The sovereign of the whole universe, Adonai. The Hebrew nation decided that this name was so holy that they replaced it for Hashem. Hashem is the name only. Because they didn't want to use Adonai because Adonai is, is the deity of the deity. Adonai is, is, the, is the Lord, is, is, is the king of kings, the glory of glory. So hey, they replaced it. The Orthodox Jews, they don't use the word Adonai. They use the word Hashem. This particular word, Adonai, appears only 450 times in the Bible. And it's always speaking of royal titles of God. And that's funny. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, I tell you why. The name means sovereignty. Sovereignty. It means it is the root of the word Adom. Adom is the word for master or lord in relationship to a slave or slavery, whatever you want. I'm saying a slave. I'm not saying, I'm not saying servant. A servant got the ability to take decision and to serve or not to serve. Mm -hmm. A slave hasn't got any decision. Yeah. A slave is committed to obey. That's all. And this is the meaning of the word. The word in this root means master of Lord, who is in charge of the slavery or the slave. We have that particular word today in English, very well known, the word landlord. The landlord is the Adonai. And the rest of the guy who are not landlord are slaves. <laughs> Mean, oh. Means the owner of the land. Means the property. He is the proprietor. He is the owner of the universe. He is the owner of this piece of land. He is the owner of my house. He is the owner of this mic and this thing. He is the owner of everything. He owns everything. 
Mm. Uh, for Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Adonai, we know with capital letters that we use it in English, Lord, it means that he is the king. Kings of kings. And I am a slave. That's the relationship that developed. Mm. Now, interestingly also, and that's meaning of the slave is not the slave that you and me got in mind. It's not the black people coming from Africa being sold as a slavery like that. That's a very poor example to be a very, very bad thing. The slavery was in the old time because there is in the Bible, the law of slavery. When the slave decided to be part of his master and not to go out. And they, because they love the master, yeah. they want to be with the master. Yeah. Now, yeah. This, this particular Adonai, when the slave decided for the master to be with the master, and he's not forced to be a slave, but he's obeyed because he wants to. Mm -hmm. So Adonai got three responsibilities he had to fulfill. <laughs> and this is the beauty of the thing. Have a look. Adonai, the Lord, the, the king, he got three responsibilities that he must fulfill when he got the slaves. Number one is provision. It's responsibility of the master to provide everything, everything from life, from teeth, from eating, from, from playing, from, from sleeping, everything has to be provided. It's responsibility of Adonai, the master, the landlord, the owner, to provide for the slave. Provision is number one. Number two is protection. A slave never went unprotected. They were always protected by the Lord, by the Lord of the land. Mm. Adonai have to protect you by any means. Have to Amen. kill anyone. Have to fight Amen. any battle. Have to come up in your favor. And if you are a slave that belongs to him, he will make sure that you are protected. Amen. This is the one that said to Israel, if you obey me, I will not put in you any diseases that were <laughs> in Egypt. And they said they went out for 40 years and there were no one disease in their own life. No mm. one go ill because Adonai had the responsibility. He was, it was God's responsibility took them out of Egypt and there were no anymore slave of Pharaoh. He became his own slave. He bought them or he decided to, to buy them as a slave. And in the middle of the desert, would there were good or bad people, he had to protect them and he had to provide for them. That's mm -hmm. why Adonai did all the miracles. The water coming out of the rock the meat coming out of the pigeon that were flying, the bread that come from heaven, he has to provide. He cannot provide, he is no Adonai. He doesn't protect you of the illness, he's no Adonai. Adonai is a protector. Adonai is, a, is also the, pro, the provider. That's why he did so miracles in the in the desert because he he introduced himself as the Lord, Adonai. And number three, number three, <laughs> and this is the more beautiful one. I love it. Number three, <laughs> he's not only the provider, he's not only the protector, but the slave became the representation of that God. God always got the slave oh. to things. The God is seated. In a throne, and he is the king. And the king come and said, Adonai said, I need, uh, I need, I need a piece of land. Get this slave and go and buy it. I need a car. Get this slave and do it. I need a million pounds. Get this slave and produce it. He never do anything. He always got the slaves who always will do everything for him. Mm -hmm. Representation, total representation with character, power, and ability to become the messenger of Adonai. Because you are a slave, you not only will be treated like a slave, not in the way that we conceive it in human terms, mm -hmm. but you will be actually given also the, the right to represent him in any sphere of relationship that he decided to. <laughs> mm. So uh, I become 
the representative of Adonai. Wow. Because I'm a slave to him, he's able to give me the authority to do any of his missions, any mission. Let it be a build a nation like with Moses. Moses came and he said, I'm going to get you, get ready. I'm going to send you to, to Egypt. And Egypt, he went to Pharaoh and the Pharaoh was looking for him because Moses was a fugitive who had killed Egyptian. So, but anyway, go to the guy and tell him, get the nation out. Mm. Adonai is protecting, is providing, but also a slave become representative of Adonai. Pooh. And when, when you are the representative, you good uh, uh, with this particular, you become what I call, or what is being said in the, in the study here. You become a powerful agents of God. <laughs> agents of God with a degree of power to represent him. Amen. Amen. Now, interestingly, the first one who creates everything in Genesis 1 is Elohim. The second one who came and introduced to humanity and make a covenant is Jehovah, the Lord God. And the enemy tried to remove away the mentality of Jehovah. And he did. And he broke the relationship. And then when you are introduced to him in a personal way, you have to allow him to become the Adonai of your life. Mm. Because when he is the Adonai... So I be able to be the slave. And when I am the slave, I can be sure that I am for the only sole dedication to obey. That's all I have to do. Mm. I don't have to think about eating, money, life, children, nothing. Protection, uh, provision, nothing. The slave don't care. Wow. Nothing. Wow. Adonai is responsible of that. Oh. <laughs> and when Adonai want to do something, and I only because only obey, interestingly, Adonai never went and did it. He always got somebody to do it for him. <laughs> he got Moses. He got Abraham. He got David. He killed the Goliath. He, Adonai did all sort of things in the relationship with those who obey him. So we have the God of creation, the God of personal relationship, and then with the God who is the Lord or the master, the sovereign. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this God, I am just a being of creation out of nothing. And the second God, Jehovah, I am a God. I am the person who relate to him in a personal way. But mm -hmm. in the third one, I am the slave that is capable to do anything and to obey what I've been told to do only. Mm -hmm. These three figures in the whole Bible, it gave birth to any other names, whatever you want to call it. But these three roots, these three roots in the, in the, in the Hebrew word is what gave the foundation for the extra names that you find. Mm -hmm. And from there, it spread all those sort of names. Interestingly, mm. I was teaching one of these days somebody else, another group, and I said to people, you can have, there are things that you need to know and when you call people for salvation. When you call people for salvation, you ask the people to be, Lord Jesus, be in my life. First, be my savior and be my Lord. Mm. And they recognize Jesus as God. And in the true principles, you can recognize Jesus as God, but doesn't mean you are saved. Okay. There are people who actually do, but they don't have a relationship. They know that Jesus is God. Then they come, when you confess that Jesus as Lord, you receive him as your savior. He will save you. You become in covenant with God, with Jehovah, the savior. But not many people allow him to be the Lord of the house. Because the Lord is responsible to provide for everything. Mm -hmm. But when he is the Lord, I am nobody. I am just a slave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have good rights. And that's the problem of Christianity. Mm -hmm. is that we want to see the glory of being sent by God in missions that he will 
make successful, but not being ourselves the slaves. We avoid the reality of being a slave for God. We want to have our own initiation, our own determination, our own opinions. So you become a servant. Servants are allowed in the house of God. You serve mm -hmm. today and you don't want to serve tomorrow, you move away. And God said, thank you very much for what you did. I counted that in your favor, but if you don't want to do it today. I understand that I cannot do it. Mm -hmm. So there is a big difference between servant and a slave. Mm -hmm. And a slave is, is different. Yes. And also I'm thinking because I always used to think you become a slave then you become a servant and then you move, move on to become truly a son of God. Oh. A relationship, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. Where you actually choose to, to go out and do the Lord's work mm -hmm. rather than being a slave. Well, interestingly, the Lord Jesus introduced himself as the son of God. He teaches, mm -hmm. let your name be holy. Jesus mm -hmm. himself, he is the son. But when he is in this flesh, the son becomes a slave to the mm -hmm. master. That's true. And he was no right to choose. Even he said, let it pass this cup if it's possible, but let your will be done. So I'm going to obey. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's the terminology, isn't it? Yeah. Because you can be a son completely laid down to do everything your father says. <laughs> or you can be a slave. Or both. Yes. But, yes. Um, yeah, in a minute. A, 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 yeah. Let, let's go to uh, uh, Genesis 15, and I want to show you this side of Adonai that's very important. In uh, Genesis 15, mm -hmm, this is the covenant that God established with Abraham. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could you read verse 1, please, Ted? And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a mm. vision. Fear not, Abraham. I'm your shield. Your reward shall be very great. Yes. Now, in this particular place, in this whole chapter, verse 2 said, Abraham said, Lord God, you know. In verse 5, when he took him outside, look at the sky, count the stars, you are able to count it then. Then he said to him, your offspring will be that numerous. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited to him as a righteousness. Now, whenever Abraham says something, he relates to God as Lord God. Now, is the word Lord in capital letters or minor letters? Depends which. It's, it's not in this one, but I think it is in my other one. Mm -hmm. Capitals yeah. in mine. And which one? They all capitals. No. And he, let's say, let's say you go to Genesis 15, verse 8. English standard. What English. does it say, verse 8? Yes, in, in, in lower, lower. Lower. Okay. That's it. If they are not in capital letters, Lord is not in capital letters because he's talking Adonai God. Mm. Adonai. Mm. When Abraham went, and this is this is this is the beautiful thing, is when God spoke, when God spoke to Abraham mm -hmm. in chapter 12, you know, God spoke to him, and he spoke to him as an spirit God. God of the Spirit, verse chapter 12, verse 1. The Lord said to Abraham, da, 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 I will bless you, I will bless you. Because the spirit realm controlled the natural realm. And the people knew in those times that you were visited by a spirit or an apparition of the spirit, you would have contact with a power that is beyond humanity. So when, when he appears to Abraham, appears as the Lord, Elohim only. But when Abraham relayed to him, in verse 15, and then chapter 15, verse 8, and also verse 2, when Abraham said, he responded, Lord God. He responded, Adonai Elohim. 
He is saying, I am treating you as my master. That's why God was very pleased with Abraham. Because Abraham never answered to him as only Elohim. Abraham not answered to him as Adonai, the God who is my master, the, the Lord, the master of everything in my life. Mm. And that's why, that's why to understand and comprehend the covenant that Abraham was actually given and blessing was always an increase. Because since chapter 15, Abraham went and talked to God on the basis of God being his master and Abraham being the slave. Mm. When you take that position, you and me, God is able to take us forward to fulfill many promises with you and me. You see, it was not until Abraham said that, that never had any other particular promise. Mm. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. So, to finish, to finish, to finish, <laughs> we have three names Elohim, Jehovah, and Adonai in the Hebrew. Elohim, for us in English, is God only. Jehovah is the Lord with capital letters, Jehovah God. And Adonai, is the Lord, no with capital letters. These three are the names that give birth or give connotation to any other name in the Bible. Even Jesus' name is above all name. It's given out of this understanding of the blessing of God. Now, in this name, we find the characteristic of God communicating, God empowering people. He empowers only a slave in his house to be able to do his will in obedience. Now, interestingly, this particular word or this particular word Adonai is used only in human relationship in this planet. Earth. It doesn't say that he never used it in the spiritual world, like Elohim or Jehovah. It being used in other dimensions, but Adonai is used only for humans and this planet Earth. <laughs> because in this flesh, you cannot be more or you cannot be less than a slave to God in order to make God work prosperous and for him to take care of you totally so that not even a disease will be us. We have to be like a slave, sold totally to him and wanting to be in his house, not wanting to go out or to do our will, but to do his will. And that the power of that name. We finish with a particular verse that I want you to have it. Could you go to Psalm 34, verse 3? I go more, but I think it's plenty enough today. I'm taking quite a lot of time. I'm going to finish with Psalm 34, verse 3. You see, it, nobody explained it to me before. Now I understand it. Hopefully you do. Psalm 34. Will you read it, Jane? Have you got it there? Verse 3, please. Yeah, I've got it here. The whole, the whole psalm? No, just only verse 3. Verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Yes, now. Verse 3. Psalm 34, yes. Verse 3, proclaim with me the Lord's greatness and let us magnify his name together. Mm -hmm. The Bible always speaks to magnify Yahweh with me. Let us exalt his name together. And the question is why? <laughs> you know, to magnify something, you know what does it mean? Make bigger. Mm -hmm. You know this? <laughs> magnifying, yes. It's a magnifier. I yeah. use it when they write, but the, the writing is too, too small, and I put it there, and I look into it. And <laughs> I see it properly. I see it properly because I magnify it. Oh. And what the Bible is saying is, the God that we have in our conception of humanity is too small. 
for us. We are incapable to reach to the level of his real stature, quality, realities. Yeah. So yeah. in order for us to comprehend who he is, you have to magnify it. You have to make it bigger. Make it bigger, not because he needs to be being make it bigger. It's because you and me need to know how big he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the magnifier is very important. Ooh. And that's why he said, magnify the Lord with me. Yeah. Let us exalt his name. Because when you start to magnify, there are two, two ideas and finish with that. One is, this, that's it. he doesn't need that. It's not, it's not that he is... You know, crazy about being made bigger like Satan. No, <laughs> he doesn't need that. He is already big, but he said, the, the psalmist said, magnify his, the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. There are two reasons. One is, in order for me to see it properly, mm. I need to magnify his name. Mm. But in order, <laughs> to finish with this, in order, when I see it, I can receive what he got for me. Mm. It's the only way that I could see how much he can do, how, how much he value me, how much is the covenant he made, how much is the relationship, what sort of God is it. I need to magnify it and to exalt his name so I be able to comprehend. After a half an hour or an hour talking about him, his name is bigger, he's the Elohim, he's the creator, in the universe, all the universe, all the planet came out of his mouth. He got the power, he created anything. Everything is possible with God. Even a stone can speak, even out of nothing, he created everything because he is God, Elohim. But that's Elohim, is so big, but because he needed to come to you and me, he decided to become Jehovah, the relational, the personal, the covenant God, coming to relate to humans in that respect. But in order for humans to be able to portray the wonders and the miracles of this particular God, because you know ours is his, ones need to become, he need to become the Adonai and I need to become his slave. Because you cannot give any free person enough power to do whatever they want. You can only give power to those who control it. And if you control yourself as a slave, you are able to control the power that God used and you and me. There is no other way. There is no other way. Now I understand and comprehend very clear what the Bible said that you are a bond servant. You are a slave. Has to be. Because he, could you imagine? A minister, it doesn't matter how good he looks or how wonderful he is or how spiritual he is, without being committed to be a slave only to obey. With the power of God in his hand, you know, representing God, what, what, what crazy thing will he do? Yeah, people say. Oh, you have to be very careful. Mm. And even when you are a slave, even though God take care, so send you and, and giving you uh, ability to, to represent him and to do what he said and his power will work on our behalf with the care so that that thing will not make us to believe that we are free and he loves his slaves oh, yes, <laughs> yes he that, really that, loves that, his slaves that's true now interestingly in the love of the servanthood of the slavery a slavery law that is in the bible I, have, I haven't got it right now but I tell you it's not, yes, God loved the slave, and, and that's it. The master always loved the slave. But the funny thing is, the way the moment when the slave decided to move away from the master, can go. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's the slave who decided to love his master to be in his house forever. Yeah. And that's the difference. Right? The bond servant, yeah. The bond servant loved him and want to be with the master because the master goodness, kindness, and lovingness is to this guy. Yeah. So we have that the names of God is becoming very clear to you and to me today. Very good. Hopefully, mm. yes. I got my, my study. I did it this morning. I got the three names and I'm going to mm. add a little bit more of a work into it. So for you to know it, it is there. Oh. I did it. I did it because I, I, I don't like confusion and I have a sort of ideas of people talking of. No, no, seven names. I found another guy said 22 names. The other guy in YouTube said 36 names of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you, you, you find all these things in confusion. And uh, now they are every one of them, or these three particular names, it got different the different connotations and, and different representations. Jehovah, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jaga, and you got all this, and that is wonderful, it's good, but that's that, that one a particular area. At the night, it got all the areas of different kinds of slaves too to relate. And Elohim is related to different Elohims in different areas too where he works. The important thing is that they, today finishing the study of the names of God, I think hopefully they will help you and to rely further what God is all powerful, He's the creator that we know, that Jehovah God is the Lord, <laughs> and that's a capital letters, that the enemy want to pull you out of that particular relationship that they chose in Genesis 3, and then the Adonai, the master and the owner of the house, is the only one that enable the counterpart, or enable not the counterpart, the, the, the slave, to represent him. And the other ones never being represented. Only That's interesting. Yes. Because you cannot trust so human beings. Human beings are not trustworthy, I'm afraid. It doesn't matter how lovely. I can trust you in my level and you in my level. And you love me and I love you. But, I mean, we are talking of the power of God. Could you imagine God trusting Moses to go crazy and doing his own will? Moses has to be the Lord said, move, raise the hand. Moses raised the hand. The Lord said, open to the, talk to the water. Then Moses talked to the water. Never did anything. Would have been out of order of what the master said. Be very careful. But the master is going to, is going to project such a power and such a glory. Never seen. It's, it's, it's his own thing. It's, it's, it's his resources. It's his own, his own heart, his own power. It's his. It's nobody else. He allow you to do it if you obey like a slave. Hallelujah. I love that. Yeah. So God's always the same. He hasn't changed. He doesn't become a different person for different people. He's always God. He's always the one in charge. But I think it's how we relate to him as the different, as Adonai or Jehovah and I, I and yeah and I think we're, we're all at different places when it comes to recognizing who he is and magnifying him yes and understanding and coming to that place of thinking well your will not my will be done <laughs> yes. you know yes. I might think I'm a son I can come and go as I please mm. he, but that's it Jesus was the son and he just never did what he wanted oh, that's right yeah, because you can be a son, but in this nature, in this human nature, even the very son of God has to be submitted and comprehend that he hasn't got the right to decide anything. Mm -hmm. Because this nature is easy to betray anyone. That's right, because it was the will of God, wasn't it? His will. Consequently, yeah. he became a slave to the father so yeah. that he would be successful in what he did. Yeah. Amen. 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 Hopefully it has been good to you because it has been very good to me. And I'm going to do a little bit more study about that. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Amen. Let's take the communion today because they deserve to celebrate. To celebrate this particular covenant that Jehovah God did with us. Good, good. Let's take the bread and let's put it before us. This bread is a covenant that God developed with us. He developed this as a Jehovah, the self-revealing, the one who loves us and wants to bless us. 
So we take it today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now let's take the wine. The wine is the blood. And when the blood is being shared, it's the blood of one family. And it's the family of God that he made. For this purpose, to fulfill this covenant and to see the power of the blood manifested in us, we need to be, he needs to become a Adonai, the honor of my life. Not only the covenant, but also the honor. I have to be his son, but I decided not to be a son anymore. I decided to be a slave, a born slave to him, so that he will, his power, his miracles, and his blood will be able mm -hmm. to cleanse thousands and people and millions and many will become free. He will do those miracles when we are bound, born enough to his soul and to this covenant. So we take it today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. Amen. Good. Amen. Good. Thank you, Elizabeth, for choosing this topic of the names of God. She did it, and she's been putting us in a little bit more organized way, something that I like and I love. And I think that's why she's a helper, uh, getting me very, really blessed. Amen. 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 We have a great time together. Hopefully, this word will help you to see the beauty and the, the, the different way that God relate to us. And uh, the three names that are used in the, in the Bible. Uh, hopefully one day I will explain it to you how the name of Jesus come into being and where does it work. <laughs> I got it there, but yeah. I haven't had the time. Uh, oh. You need three, four sessions to explain everything with details, but yeah. I, I try to cover it today, even in all the repetition that I made. Uh, in order for us to understand in the New Testament, what does it mean? Jesus and the name of Jesus, mm. of all names. Amen. 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 This is it for today. We give glory to God and praise Him. Amen. Bless you. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. <laughs> we'll pray that uh, Lisbeth's computer, they have to retrieve everything on it. Amen. Yeah, all the booklets and material is there. Yeah. Especially her book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Yeah. I, I, th I thought that perhaps if we go back to uh, we go back to PC World and buy the same computer with the same color, with the same keys and the same size, it will have the same material that the GD. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good, with it? Thou shall have, thou shall have no other computer before me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, might, it, it looks like the right thing. It's probably wrong. Did, you know why did I say that? You know why did I say that? Oh, yeah. I said that because there's a lot of people in this world who want to buy a car like ours. It mm. looks like the same. It, they mm. say they got the same side. They say they have been running for a while. Oh. And they got and pick it up and they think it's, it's like our God. I know. Mm. And you mm. cannot have our God. It is That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it? Mm. So, anyway, so glad, so blessed today. What else can we say, guys? What else can we say? I feel blessed sharing the word with you guys. Amen. 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 A, Amen. Yeah. It is very, very good, very clear for me. Uh, 
I'm a, I wake up right. this morning and I said, I, I want to get to know this thing because when something I get in my heart, I don't even eat. And I went for six hours sitting here, actually. Wow. From seven in the morning to one or two o'clock in the afternoon. I said, I want to do to sort this out. It might be an understanding. Now, interestingly, nobody explained it to me. I mean, in all my life, the only thing I have is this. I've never seen anyone explain it. Everyone talks about the 12th name of God, the nine names of God. The what is it? Where they? I know they are in the Bible. I'm not, I'm not against that. But the thing is, they are in the Bible, but I need to understand first the, the root, the foundation, the, the clarity. Mm-mm. Because Elohim came in Genesis 1. Jehovah came and Genesis 2. And Adonai came in Genesis 15. And they are in order. And this in the same order work with human relationship. Yeah. Amen. 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 So, Cheers, amen. guys. Um to the men's group then, Nando. Tomorrow night, yes. Tomorrow night we'll carry on with the guys. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Well, Yes. See you. Oh. Okay, See take you care. Guys. Take you. care. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Take care of yourself. See you tomorrow, guys. Bye. See you tomorrow. See you, Fernando. Thank you very much. Bye. It's really good. Right, Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.